And it's time now for the Rural News with Susan Murray in Kirikiriroa. Kia ora, Susan. And so what is the latest for milk collections in the flood-hit Tasman Mulberry region where they've been having it rough? Haven't they just, kia ora, Marnie. Fonterra says about 70 farmers across the Collingwood and Rye Valley regions haven't had milk collected in recent days because of blocked highways. The region's been pummeled, as we've heard, by recent uh, days of rain. It's caused flooding, massive slips and road closures. Fonterra's farm source leader Charles Ferguson says it's extremely challenging and it could be several days before milk tankers can access farms again. He says as a result, milk is having to be dumped. We, we don't see um, disposal of the level of milk that we're talking about here as having a significant environmental impact at, the, at this stage, right? But equally, we never like to see milk um, disposed of on farm. There have been some comments about difficulties with communication from you to farmers. How do you respond to that? Some feeling they haven't haven't been kept up to date. Um, I, I would like to acknowledge that it hasn't been perfect. Right? We are taking steps now to try and give our farmers more certainty uh, in the coming days, and and hopefully that um, takes one thing off their plate from a planning perspective. Charles Ferguson says Fonterra is working closely with Waka Kotahi around roading access and farm source staff are being sent to farms to help out. And farmers in the waterlogged Tasman region are waiting for some floodwaters to recede so they can assess the damage on farm. Takika Farmer and Vice President of Federated Farmers Wayne Langford says damage to roads around the Golden Bay area means milk tankers can't get in and stock can't get out. He says some farms have borne the brunt of the storm. We've had one farm that had to evacuate all 500 of its cows and so uh, I've been working with Federated Farmers and, and others to to move those animals off their farm and spread them out amongst the, the farming community. So it's, uh, it's been a challenging time, particularly down there. We have heard of a few, a few animals that were washed downstream, but fortunately uh, we're actually picked up, uh, picked up on farms further downstream. So, uh, so that's, that's uh, a win. Um, but uh, yeah, but, but that was a minor, minor circumstance. Wayne Langford. Meanwhile, Rural Communities Minister Damien O'Connor has been in the Tasman region this morning. Hard, and I know most people on farms have to be a pretty resilient. Um, you know, the weather changes every day, but this is the kind of climate, and these are serious impacts having huge um, effect on their farming operations, particularly in the spring. So, um, look, farmers will be in different situations with insurance in terms of fencing and infrastructure, um, but ultimately, it's trying to get people on the ground to help them, and I know. I've got friends or neighbours who can step in um, and do what they can. That will relieve the pressure at at a very challenging time. Damien O'Connor says at this stage the Rural Support Trust hasn't asked for extra money on top of what is available through the medium-scale adverse event announcement. A Rye Valley farmer who watched three floods sweep through his farm in three days was this morning back in the milking shed. Steve Lowe says water has gone but fences are covered in debris, mud is everywhere, grass is going a funny colour and cows are getting mastitis in the mud and wet. He says the Rye Valley does flood but this was unbelievable with farms there and in Canvas Town getting half a year's rain in three days. Mr Lowe couldn't milk for 48 hours with the milking shed totally underwater. He says repair equipment was helicoptered in and this morning he was milking again but he has no idea when the district will be back to normal. It's a group of locals are um, starting to um, do it and they're going from one farm to another and hopefully some other people will come in and, and 
It's just going to be a matter of putting a lot of wires up and getting all the um, debris off them, really. Are you able to milk then again? Like, did they come in and actually fix the electrics well enough so you could clean the plant out and work? Yeah, we're not 100% operational. Um, thankfully, we're not supplying it because we're only about a third of the way through carving. But we can milk, which is a big start. Farm source has been amazing. They've worked really hard. Um, they were working yesterday on Sunday and that, delivering stuff to people, what they needed. Um, local school has been amazing. Meals, cooked meals taking the kids yesterday on Sunday for a lot of the families. You know, we'll get through it. It's just going to take work and hopefully everyone gets the support. But there will be a lag when people run out of energy and adrenaline, I think. Steve Leo says there's a third of his farm he hasn't seen yet because he's been too busy fixing immediate problems. And the wild weather has impacted some Northland farmers too. Over 500 millimetres of rain's fallen there and that's on top of the second wettest July on record. Northland farming leader Colin Hanna says some dairy farmers are at their wits' end. There was a little bit of damage in the far north, mainly because of roads being blocked and then the farmers were having to put their milk down the drain because they couldn't be picked up. I did have a few depressed calls, people giving me a call and saying who the F would be a farmer, excuse that expression. <laughs> but it, you just got the message of where they were at. Colin Hanna, he says the ground is so saturated he's had to walk everywhere on his farm as machinery gets stuck in the mud. And now, uh, away from the weather, the government is investing $975,000 to help a Māori collective explore the potential of their whenua for horticulture. The Tupuanuku Collective is made up of representatives from 13 Fano, Hapu and Iwi landowners covering more than 35,000 hectares from the far north down to the Kaipara district. As part of the two-year project, water accessibility and storage will be investigated and soil types mapped. Collective spokesperson Haihana Linden says the new funding will transform the project. If I think of Whangaroa Ngaiotunga Trust, our current work is in um, farming, agriculture and forestry. We have beautiful land. We know that we have capability uh, to engage in horticulture and uh, start growing a product. We've completed our feasibilities, but our biggest gap is water. Uh, We don't have water right now on the whenua sufficient to be able to sustain horticulture. So for Whangaroa Ngaiotunga Trust, who is a beneficiary of um, the Tupuanuku water uh, work stream, we're really grateful because now we're going to be able to get in the technicians who are going to be able to help us to, uh, you know, really scope out what are the water needs for our horticulture aspirations. Hayana Linden says the two-year project will also help create jobs. And that's Rural News for now. Koia rā te purongo o te taiwhenua.